the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servants, John, who bore witness to the world of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is, and who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins through his blood. And he made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierce them, and all tribes of the earth will wait, will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, and the Almighty, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit of the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, Write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamum and to Theatira and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and to turning I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands, like, the, like a son of man, clothed with a long robe, and with a golden sash around his chest, the hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes, his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like a burnished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice was like a roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet, and through dead, and though dead, I fell as at his feet as though dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Write therefore the kings that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw on my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Chapter 2 Revelations to the angel of the church in Ephesus write, The words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, 
but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But I had this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Yet this you have, you hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear that the Spirit says to the churches, to the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is the paradise of God, and to the angel of the church in Smyrna write the words of the first and the last, who died and who came to life. I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich in the slander of those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, and that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. And to the angel of the church in Pergamum write, the words of him who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know where you dwell, where my Satan's throne is, yet you hold fast in my name, and you did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak, to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, so that they might eat food sacrificed to idols and practice sexual immorality. So also you have some who hold the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore repent, if not, I will come to you soon and war against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. And to the angel of the church in Tiatira, the Son, the words of the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze, I know your works, your love and faith and service and patience endurance so that your later works exceed the first but i have this against you that you tolerate that woman jezebel who called herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrificed to idols i give her time to repent but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality behold i will throw her into a sick bed and those who commit adultery with her, I will throw into great tribulation, unless they repent of her works. And I will strike her children dead, and all the churches will know that I am the one who searches mind and heart. And I will give to each of you according to your works. But to the rest of you in Tiatira, but who do not hold this teaching, who have not learned that some call the deep things of Satan, 
to you I say, I do not lay on you any other burden. Only hold fast when you have until I come. The one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end. To him I will give authority over the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. As when earthen posts are broken in pieces. Even as I myself have received authority from my father. And I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Ask without hidden motive and be surrounded by your answer. Be enveloped by what you desire. Let your gladness be full. Brain, heart, coherence. It's something that happens in our hearts, not in our minds. Physical reality must respond to the language that it understands. It must make your future dream a present fact offering the same wavelength than what you want. Ask without judgment, ask without the ego, ask from the heart. Feel the feeling as if it already happened, to feel as if. Five steps to self-confidence. I know that I have the ability that, I know that I have the ability to achieve the object of my definite purpose in life. Therefore, I demand of myself persistent continuous action toward its attainment. And I have here now promised to render such action. I realize the dominating thoughts of my mind will eventually reproduce themselves in outward physical reaction and gradually transform themselves into physical reality. Therefore, I will concentrate my thoughts for 30 minutes daily upon the task of thinking of the person I intend to become, thereby creating in my mind a clear mental picture. I know through the principle of autosuggestion, any desire that I persistently hold in my mind will eventually seek expression through some practical means of attaining the object back of it. And therefore, I will devote 10 minutes daily to the demanding of myself the development of self-confidence. I have clearly written down a description of my definite chief aim in life, and I will never stop trying until I have developed sufficient self-confidence for its attainment. I fully realize that no wealth or position can long endure unless built upon truth and justice, and therefore I will engage in no transaction which does not benefit all whom it affects. I will succeed by attracting to myself the forces I wish to use and the cooperation of other people. I will induce others to serve me because of my willingness to serve others. I will eliminate hatred, envy, jealousy, selfishness, and cynicism by developing love for all humanity because I know that a negative attitude towards others can never bring long-term success. I will cause others to believe in me because I believe in others. I will believe in them and myself and I will sign my name to this formula, commit it to memory, and repeat it aloud once a day with full faith that I will gradually influence my thoughts and actions, that I will become a self-reliant and successful person. Five steps to self-confidence. 90-day probationary period. Okay, every day I am, every hour closer, every minute to the goals, every second that I have set. Cada día me acerco, cada hora más, a cada minuto mis metas, cada segundo establecidas. Every day in every way I improve my finances. Every day in every way I am making money. Master the alphabet and master the words, master the words, master the phrases, master the phrases, master the sentences, master the sentences, master the paragraph, master the paragraph, master the essay, master the essay, master the book. I don't know why the microphone decided to be my friend, but I feel like Frank Sinatra about to do it my way just to keep it saying my mantra like my Yogi Bay, meditating and entertaining. Bikram's back.
and the better man saying, like a middleman, everything I say means something. Dictionary, Ty Lopez production, ordinary, here in my garage. Presenter, presenter stages of legal shield. The person with the marker makes the money. The person in front of the room has above average income. Learn my story, learn the standard opportunity presentation, and then learn different training presentations. Hi, my name is Josiah Sandujar, and I'm a retired underachiever. I had over, I had over 20 jobs by the age of 20, and I was starting to think that there, that my future wasn't looking good. I was embarrassed by the lack of results that I was getting desperately looking for a way to make something of my life. On June of 2010, I was introduced to network marketing and it changed my life. Instead of being afraid of the future, now I'm excited about it. I have reached a director position and the best part about this business is sometimes when you forget to work, sometimes you can still get paid if you build it right. Legal Shield Presentation. Affordable legal protection for everyone. Speak to an attorney about any legal topic, not just access to reputable law firms is the place, the peace of mind that your legal rights are always protected. Sign a contract, got a speeding ticket, being overcharged for a repair, had a dispute with a creditor. All of these are legal issues along with many more things that you don't even think about until they happen to you. Of course, hiring an attorney for each of those things would cost a fortune, but with Legal Shield, you have the ability to talk to a provider law firm about without worrying about hourly costs. So no matter how many issues come up, you will always have an attorney on your side. It's an amazing sense of security and just weight off your shoulders when you just off weight off your shoulders when you know that you don't have to deal with all these issues that you can just call the attorneys and they can handle this for you. With Legal Shield for as little as $25 a month, you can access legal advice on any topic no matter how trivial or traumatic the issue. The minute you become a Legal Shield member, you'll be able to call an experienced attorney about any legal issue including 24/7 access for emergencies. As a new member, you'll receive a welcome packet describing membership details, info about your provider law firm and access to our Legal Shield application, which gives you the power to reach a powerful law firm by phone or text. You know, for me, having the Legal Shield membership is complete peace of mind. It's powerful and inspiring. Knowing your name, not just a powerful law firm in your home state, but a powerful law firm in every state and four provinces in Canada backing you up. Having that easy access to attorneys means that you'll be able to use it for legal issues, for any legal issues at all even issues that you may have thought you didn't need an attorney for. Legal Shield empowers you to contact an attorney for the big stuff, the small stuff, and everything in between. If I have an issue with a car mechanic or a plumber or a home builder and that don't do the job right or I take something back to the store and they're not dealing with me properly, foreclosure, car wreck, or home loan, Legal Shield, Legal Shield, Legal Shield. Any situation, the advice of an attorney may be useful. That advice is just a phone call away. But it's not all Legal Shield can help you with. Legal Shield attorneys can write letters or make phone calls on your behalf. They can review contracts and documents. They'll be there for you in the courtroom if you or your spouse is named in a, in a, in a covered civil or criminal action case. Legal Shield members even get access to our over 100 legal forms and videos relating to specific legal, legal uh, issues. So you're always in the know. I've been a Legal Shield member since 2010, and I remember in 2011, I got pulled over by a Sebastian cop in US-1. I'm not saying the cop was a racist, but my friends I was with were black, and he was frisking us outside asking me to search my vehicle. I felt, I felt our rights were being violated, so I pulled out my Legal Shield card, and I gave it to the officer to test. If it is your intention to arrest or detain me, please allow me to contact my attorney immediately. 
He saw it, gave it back to me and my license, then let us go. LegalShield also offers a separate ID th identity theft service, helping you safeguard your identity. And if you're a victim, working to restore your identity to what it was before the breach occurred. LegalShield helps you combat that with credit monitoring, credit report analysis, and identity theft protection consultation. Plus, if you're ever a victim, experts from Kroll Advisory Solutions, the very best in identity theft restoration, will work with you to repair any damage to restore your identity to what it was before you, the incident occurred. But the best part about Legal Shield and identity theft protection is knowing that with the power to contact an attorney about any legal issue you want and the peace of mind that your identity is being monitored, you're protected even when you're actively even when you're not actively using the service. With EC attorney access, you can use Legal Shield service anytime an attorney might help your current situation. So join more than 2 million families who trust Legal Shield and empower yourself to worry less and live more. Join Legal Shield today. Legal Shield law firms by state. Florida, Glance and Glance, DSK Law, Georgia, Deming, Parker, Hoffman, Campbell and Daly, Tennessee, Merritt, Webb, Wilson and Caruso and Alabama, Anderson, William and Faro, Arizona, Davis, Miles, McGuire, Gardner, Arkansas, Lyle, Ruthless, California, Parker, Stanbury, Connecticut, Willinger, Willinger and Bushy, Delaware, Madelman, Wayne Rottle and Miller, Maryland, Friedman, Fram and Trush, Hawaii, Bervar and Jones, Idaho, Smart, Schofield and Shorter, Illinois, Shimanovsky and Moscardini, Indiana, Okun, Hintermeister, Iowa, McEnroe, Gasteiner, Brewer, Steinbeck and Rottleman, Kansas, Riling, Burkhead and Nichter, Kentucky, Okun, Hintermeister, Louisiana, Provosky, Sadler, and Delaney. Maine, Robinson, Krieger, and McCollum. Massachusetts, C. Maryland. That's Maryland. Friedman, Fromm, and Trush. Michigan, Powers, Chapman. Minnesota, Wagner, Falconer, and Judd, LTD. Mississippi, C. Alabama. Anderson, William, and Farrow. Missouri, Dubail, Judge. Nebraska, Morrow, Pope, Watermeyer, and Lonowski. Nebraska, Dempsey, Robertson, Smith. New Hampshire, C. Maryland. Friedman, Fram, and Trush. New Jersey, Madelman, Weinroth, and Miller. New Mexico, Davis, Miles, McGuire, and Gardner. New York, Feldman, Kramer, and Monaco. North Carolina, C. Tennessee. Merritt, Webb, Wilson, and Caruso. Texas, Roth, and Matthews. Utah, C. Idaho. Idaho, Idaho, Smart, Schofield, and Shorter, Virginia, C. Maryland, Friedman, Fram, and Trush, Washington, Lambino, Martino, West Virginia, Caldwell, and Riff, Ohio, McGuire, Schneider, and Hesse, Oklahoma, Riggs, Abney, Neal, Turpin, Orbison, and Lewis, Oregon, Kivel, and Howard, Pennsylvania, Fiffick Law Group, Rhode Island, C. Maryland, Friedman, Fram, and Trush, Wisconsin, C. Minnesota. Where's Minnesota? Wagner, Falconer, and Judd. Ontario, Mills and Mills. British Columbia, Watson, Goapil. Quebec, Next Gen, CC, and Advocates. And Avocats. Avocados. Network marketing. Distribution model for companies that prefer not to go through conventional models. 
$200 billion a year industry, all companies included. Commissions paid out to distributors about $200 million. This method of operation is so efficient. Lottery mindset tries to get someone. Professionals educate for effective understanding. Thou shalt not be boring is the first commandment of talking. Most people who get started never do anything. Most people who get their insurance or real estate license never sell a thing. Emotional connection with your product. You must have it. Some people can be successful without it, but most people can't. And people will find out eventually. The sell begins when the customer says no. They say no, then keep the conversation going until they are fully educated and understanding completely. The purpose is education and understanding. Long-term relationship selling. It's not, a, it's not a short-term. It's not a used car. Somebody sells you a used car. They never talk to you again. Find a way to keep in touch. You can... Now reach your natural prospect audience at scale. Company deals with a customer service, opening new markets, all, all back-end stuff. Network marketing only need to sell, build a team, and help them make more sales. Preparation takes care of everything. If they think bigger, you can go bigger. Find a company that's in integrity, compensation structure that's fair. First thing, you got to realize that you're getting involved with, but it's not perfect. You have to develop new skills that you need. It's not a glorified lottery ticket. Believe stronger, faster, think bigger, move faster and be stronger. I am a network marketing professional. I am a social media professional. I am a sales professional. I am a professional at everything I choose to do. My organization. 12 sales this month, 7 new recruits. I have never seen this kind of momentum. Everybody understands the value of working from home now and building income from the, for themselves and they need legal counsel. They have questions. We have a great service that is affordable and the business opportunity is so solid right now. Rich has all the systems in place. All you have to do is pique their interest and get them on the phone with him. Let us do the hard part. You just build the network. Rapid Funnel. I have a software that aligns 100% with the book and can increase their business activity, which would increase sales for you. Differentiations of the, of the app. Have you read the book, Four Disciplines of Execution? My company developed an app for your sales force with these four ideas integrated. Focus on the wildly important, act on the lead measures, keep a compelling scoreboard, and create a cadence of accountability. Support system, success team. Rich Kennedy, Chip Humphrey, Mike Fedick, Kim Miller. Eight step to a prospecting invitation. Be in a hurry, number one. Number two, give a sincere compliment. Number three, make the invitation. Number four, if I do this, would you? Number five, get the time commitment. And number six, confirm time commitment. And number seven, schedule a call. Number eight, get off the phone or end the face-to-face. -face. Skill number five, helping your prospects become customers or distributors. This skill is a natural byproduct of following up professionally as you walk through exposure after exposure, our goal of education and understanding will be accomplished. But that doesn't mean the prospect will come out and ask you for an order form or an application. It's, our, it's your job to guide them to a decision. The key to success in this area is a combination of having good posture and asking questions. Good posture means the way you carry yourself. Your words and actions will help your prospect your, it will help your prospect feel more confident about joining your opportunity and they will plant seeds of, of doubt. And they will plant, or or they will plant seeds of doubt. 
In the early years, my posture was terrible. I was trying to get people instead of pursuing the nobler goal of education, education and understanding. And the prospects could feel my intentions. I was very emotionally attached to the outcome. You could even see I was needy. Every time I got to this part of the process, I really, really wanted it. Against the prospect could feel my emotional attachment and that usually scared him away. Through lack of results and without even realizing it, I started to assume people were not going to be interested. And that assumption started to seep into everything which led to the, unpredict to the predictable result of the, prospecting not, the prospect not joining. Most of the time I wasn't properly prepared, I didn't have applications, startup materials or whatever else was necessary. Think about the subconscious impact this had on my prospects. It seemed like just about everything I did projected a lack of belief and a lack of professionalism. Instead of asking questions and listening intently to the answers, I just talked and talked and talked. It was more focused on being interesting than being interested. Prospects don't like that. No one does. So again, I followed my pattern of modeling the professionals. I watched what the best closers did and began to copy them. I interviewed top performers to figure out what they did differently. And slowly, I started to see my, the flaws in my approach. First, I learned that professionals are emotionally detached from the outcome. In other words, their goal is education and understanding while helping a prospect make a decision that will possibly impact their life. These are the, they are the opposite of needy. They aren't trying to get anyone. They're honestly just trying help second they're very assumptive in their approach they expect the person to join because their belief that the opportunity will benefit the prospect is so strong they are so rock solid many of them are sincerely shocked when a person decides not to get involved third it was interesting to learn they promote themselves as much as they promote the product or opportunity what I mean is that they help the prospect make the decision by saying you get me you get me when they promote themselves, it isn't like, I'm going to do everything for you. It's more like, we have a great product and a great opportunity, but I'm going to take this thing to the top and we can do it together. This gives people great comfort in knowing that they don't have to learn everything on their own. Fourth, they are always prepared. Always, they have everything they need to get a person started right on the spot. And fifth, they ask questions after question after question and they are great listeners. They act like a consultant helping a person with a problem. The best consultants in the world have to ask a bunch of questions before they can offer a solution. Network marketing professionals use questions as the most powerful tool. As you can imagine, it took me a while to figure out all of this out, and that was just half the battle. The one thing to have the information that is another to put it into action. I wasn't as talented as the pros, but I could model what they did, so I just started to act like they acted. I acted emotionally detached. Like, I really wasn't at the beginning. I started to act very assumptive that people would join. I really wasn't at the beginning. I started to tell people, and you get me, and you get me. Even though I didn't think that was such a huge benefit at the beginning, I was always prepared. I started asking lots of questions, focusing more on being interested than in being interesting. And as time went on, I acted less and less and believed more and more. The same can happen for you. Let's talk about questions. If you were a consultant and your job was to figure out if an opportunity was a good fit for your client, what would you do? You ask questions, right? In working to help a prospect make a positive decision about your opportunity, you're going to do the same thing. But instead of saying, what did you think, which leads to nowhere, learn to ask the questions that lead in a positive direction. Did it make sense to you? What did you like best about what you saw? Pretty, pretty exciting, isn't it? Can you see how this could be an opportunity for you? Of these examples, the one I used the most is, what did you like best? The answer to that question is almost always positive and gives you clues as to the area on which they are most interested. Then I like to say, let me ask you a question on a scale of 1 to 10. And with 1 meaning you have zero interest and 10 being you're ready to get started right now, where are you? 
they will give you a number and it's usually obvious from their number that they will either need more information before they will make a decision or they are leaning more toward getting started now. If you feel that they need more information, just guide them through the next exposure and that will help them the most. But if you feel they are ready to get started, then ask a series of four questions. This four question close has produced strong and consistent results over the course of my career. If you learn it and use it, you'll be amazed at how many people you can help. Question one. Based on what you just seen, if you were to, if you were to get started with this company on a part-time basis, approximately how much would you need to earn per month in order to make this worth your time? Instead of asking this question, most distributors say things like, "How would you like to make ten thousand dollars a month?" Don't do that. Instead of prescribing what you think they want, just ask them if what it would take to make it worth their time and wait for their answer. Number two, approximately how many hours could you commit each week to develop that kind of income? Now they have to go inside their head and check their mental calendar to see how much time they would invest to get that kind of money. And question three, how many months would you work those kind of hours in order to develop that kind of income? This question makes them think about their level of commitment if they want the income from question one. Question number four, if I could show you how to develop an income of their answer to question one per month, working their answer to question two hours a week over the course of their answer to question three months, would you be ready to get started? Most of the time, you'll get a positive answer to this question. And when people say, sure, show me how, you can pull out your compensation plan and sketch out a reasonable game plan to achieve their goals. These, there are the rare occasions when people give you an unrealistic numbers. They might say they want $10,000 a month working two hours a week for one month. This doesn't happen often, but it does happen. If you face that situation, you act as a consultant and say, I'm sorry, but your expectations are way too high. You can get to $10,000 a month, but it will take more hours and more months then you're willing to commit. If you're willing to change those expectations, we can talk. If you don't, if you don't get a positive answer to the four questions, that's okay. It just means the prospect will need to have more exposures before they're ready. Schedule the next one and repeat this process when you're done. This skill will take practice, but it's a skill that will serve you for the rest of your career. And if you're tired of having too many people thinking about it and not enough taking action, this will help. Skill number six, helping your new distributor get started right. In network marketing, people invest enormous effort, time, and money into getting people signed up and then squander that investment by leaving their distributors to figure out everything for themselves. Professionals don't do that. They set proper expectations that help some quick results, and then they continue to guide the new distributor through the many phases of our profession. I was lucky enough to have an early mentor, Michael Nelson, who was very skilled at guiding new distributors. Michael wasn't in my upline, but he was clearly the leader in my city. In addition, he had a lot of experience in our profession, so I listened to what he said. I watched what he did, and I asked him a lot of questions. Back in those days, he had a small office close to my home, and I was always hanging around trying to learn something. Michael was a very successful recruiter. He was always trying to, he was always bringing on new people. And for the most part, Michael's people did well in the business. That wasn't happening for me. The few people I recruited did nothing. As I watched Michael, I noticed that every time he signed up a new distributor, he scheduled what he called a game plan interview. I decided to model what he did. So the next time I met with a new distributor, I sat behind him close enough to take notes in their conversation. I did this several times and I was surprised to learn that he went through the same exact interview every time. I thought if I could learn this interview process, then I'd have a chance at his results. Game plan interview part one. He validated their decision to become a distributor. He said things like, congratulations on making the decision. I'm proud of you making a change of your life. From now on, things are going to be different for you and your family. It always took less than five minutes, but by the end of their discussion, any doubt they may have had about becoming a distributor was gone. They felt great. 
the implant interview part two. He said their expectations. He knew that most people came into our business with unrealistic expectations. So he always said the same things. If you succeed in this business, it's going to be you who creates the success, not me. And if you fail in this business, it's going to be you who creates that failure, not me. You are going to be the difference between success and failure. I'm here to guide you every step of the way, but I can't do it for you. I'm here to work with you, but not for you. Wow, this was a very radical concept and so different from the conversations I've had when I got a person started. I said things like, I get paid from what you produce, so I essentially work for you. Well, what kind of expectations do you think that said to the new distributor's mind? I also say, we're going to build a business together when that wasn't really true. They needed to build a business. I could be a resource, but I couldn't do it for them. The next thing he said was, my job was to help you become independent from me as quickly as possible. Do you agree that's a good goal? Again, this was radical, but it made sense. Up to that point, I had a group that was extremely dependent on me. They only did something when I pushed, but Michael had a group that produced their own uh, on their own without his constant help. He had duplication and freedom. I didn't. This set the relationship up so Michael would be the teacher for his group and not be the slave. He could show them the skills and they could independently build from that point forward. The third thing he said was, there will certainly be ups and downs as you build your business. There will be good times and bad times. I'll know you're the one for the bad times when you aren't calling me. I know you're in one of the bad times when you, when you aren't calling me. You aren't showing up for meetings. You aren't on the calls. I start hearing excuses, that sort of thing. When that happens with you and it happens with everyone, how do you want me to handle that? Do you want me to leave you alone or do you want me to be persistent and remind you why you made this decision in the first place? This was brilliant because it's true that everyone will have times of self-doubt. He let him know that it was natural and at the same time, he set up the relationship so he, he was in a position to turn him around when it happened. What Michael accomplished with these concepts was so different from promising the world like I was doing that it was the, like night and day. With my approach, the distributors would sit back and wait for me to perform, and if I was ever too busy or couldn't help for some reason, I became the easy excuse for why things weren't working out. With Michael's approach, his people became independent quickly. I would coach him from time to time, but he wouldn't allow his group to use him as an excuse for his lack of results. While my distributors struggled, his flourished. Game plan interview part three. Michael went through a set getting started checklist to help the new person have the best chance for success. The exact plan will be different for every company, but the concept was to do everything possible to get results. Here are some examples of what you could include in your getting started checklist. Make sure your new distributor is set up with appropriate products. Just about every company has products that can be personally used by the distributor, so make sure your person is doing that. Depending on your company, this may include a monthly commitment. It's very important that people develop an emotional attachment to the products, and that can only happen if they are, are using them and enjoying their benefits. In addition, many companies have products that can be sampled or used in demonstrations. In that case, the new distributors should have an appropriate supply so they, they are properly prepared. Two, make sure your new distributor is set up with appropriate tools. We've talked about the importance of third-party tools in building a large and successful network marketing business. Your new distributor needs to be prepared to help their prospects with the tools that would professionally take them through the exposure process. Exposure process. Three, make sure your new distributor gets connected. Show them how to find things on the company website, where the upcoming events are being held, when the leadership calls or webinars are being conducted, etc. Remember, our goal is to help them become independent as quickly as possible. This is an important step in making that goal a reality. Four, make sure your new distributor has basic understanding of the compensation plan. They don't need to know in detail at the beginning, but they should at least understand the key points on what will happen financially as they move through the first few levels. Five, make sure your new distributor has a fundamental understanding of how to properly 
properly invite their prospects to understand more about what they have to offer. You can save them from running out there and talking their heads off with little or no results by giving them a brief overview of how and why a professional invitation process works. Game Plan Interview Part 4 Michael helped the new distributor cre create a game plan to get through the first few ranks and challenge them to do it quickly. He understood and helped me to understand that it was a race to help a person get results quickly. If they received early positive reinforcements, they'd continue, and if they didn't, they had a tendency to fade away. Every company is different, so this game plan will also be different, but think about the simple actions you could encourage people to take during their first week or to get the best possible results. How can they get their first customer? How can they get their first distributor? Can you encourage them to attend their first company event? What steps can you take to help them earn their first commission check? Success in network marketing wasn't real for me until I earned that first check. When it arrived, everything changed for me. I started to really dream about creating a better life for myself and my family. Helping your new person to get off a quick start is vital. Game plan interview part 5. Michael always ended by giving some specific assignments. One thing I've learned in new distributors is to crave is they crave directions and they respond incredibly well to simple assignments. Michael always ended by giving those assignments along with a deadline for them to be accomplished, to be completed. He told his new distributor to get back to him by a specific date. It's just like the exposure prospecting process. You go from exposure to exposure but it doesn't end when they become distributors. The professionals continue to go from exposure to exposure, assignment to assignment. The purpose of all this is to help the new distributor get over the line. When someone gets started, there is always a line between success and failure. On one, on one side of the line, it's easier to quit than continue. On the other side of the line, it's easier to continue than to quit. What can help a person get over the line? Signing up their first customer, signing up their first distributor, getting their first commission check, attending a big company event, making friends inside the organization, proclaiming their intentions to the world, getting promoted to a new level, being recognized for some sort of achievement. There are hundreds of other things that can contribute to a person getting over the line. As a sponsor, your job is to help them get over the line and stay over the line. And the line never really goes away. It's always there and you as a leader need to be constantly aware of where your people are emotionally. This way you can continue to encourage them to never let go of their dreams. Skill number seven, promoting events. In network marketing, meetings make money. It's just that simple. Technology can help us connect with people in ways that are more and more efficient, but nothing replaces face-to-face -face interaction. Meeting people one-on-one -on -one in small groups or local bigger events will have a huge impact on the long-term success of any network marketing organization. But one particular type of event is the most powerful, and that is the destination event. It might be a company-sponsored event or or one put on by your upline leadership, but a destination event is one where most of the attendees travel to a different city, stay at a hotel, and participate in a conference or a convention. Some try to argue that the destination event is dead in, in the new technology world and people won't travel for these things anymore. And all I can tell you is these people aren't top earners in our profession. If you study what the successful people do to build their network marketing opportunities, you will find that virtually every one of them uses destination events as a cornerstone for building their business. There's something magical about getting away from your day-to-day -day grind and focusing completely on your dreams. Total immersion, even if it's only for a weekend, is good. You can use it to refocus and recommit to your future and gather the strength necessary to go back home and do what's necessary to move your business forward. You gain strength from the presentations you hear during the event, and sometimes a person says something at just the right time in your life, and it changes your life forever. For 20 years ago, I was at a convention when a guy by the name of Johnny Daniel said, you can tell the size of your man by the size of the problem that gets him down. That statement went right into my head at heart and has helped me ever since. If I ever sad or depressed, something inside me says, is this the size of Eric? I answer, no. Is this the size of Josias? No. 
I pick myself up. I get moving again. I've had hundreds of those moments over the years at destination events. I gave up blaming at an event. I decided to become a professional at an event. I decided no one could stop me at an event. I decided to go to the top at an event. In fact, as I think back, I can't think of a single significant moment in my network marketing career that didn't happen at an event. They are that powerful. In addition to gaining strength from the presenters, you'll also receive incredible validation of your decision to be involved. It's a concept called social proof and it's very important. As human beings, we're wired to seek proof from sources outside of our own thoughts and experiences. At a destination event, you see lots of other people who've made the same decision you have, and that feels good. Also, you see how some of them have overcome their fears and gone to the highest levels in our company. You start to think, if they can do it, maybe I can do it too. There's also some positive peer pressure involved. Most destination events include recognition programs, who won the contest, moved to the next rank, earned the top income, or spoke from the stage. When I went to the, my first event and I saw the people walking across the stage, I had one thought, the next time, I'll be walking across the stage. It was inspiring that so many people had accomplished what I hadn't done yet. What I hadn't done yet. It made me think I could do it, and it made me work on a plan to make it happen. In addition to being inspired, I also didn't want to show up at the next event without some improvement in my business. That that positive peer pressure helped me face my fears and made it happen. Next page. Overall. The sense of community at a destination event is comforting. We all live in a world filled with ignorant people when it comes to network marketing. It, that can get discouraging at times, but when we go to a big event, suddenly we are surrounded by people who think like we think. They have similar beliefs, hopes, dreams, aspirations, and positive attitudes. Spending time with this amazing group of people can literally fill us back up again so we have strength to the next push. Once you understand how important destination events are to success of your business, you need to learn how to effectively promote them to your organization. It's really very simple. The more people from your group attend events, the more money you're going to make in your profession. Top leaders know exactly how many people are attending and they make sure to grow that number at every new event. Think about it. Take new distributors who each have a group of 100 people. Distributor A makes it a priority and gets everyone to attend every major destination event. Distributor B doesn't make it a priority, so only a handful attend. Which group is going to be more successful? It's not even a contest. The first step in developing culture that promotes attendance at a destination event is to personally be more committed than anyone else to attending and helping others make the same decision. That means you need to lead by example and never miss a destination event. When I first started in this profession, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't have the money and I couldn't afford the time. I had the same obstacles as everyone else, but something happened to me at my first event that changed everything. I scraped up enough money to get there and it was a mind-blowing experience. The stage, the lights, the people, the stories, it was awesome. During one of the sessions, I stepped out to go to the bathroom and when I came back to the entrance to the big convention hall, I found myself standing next to one of the top income earners in the whole company. It was like standing next to a celebrity. He had achieved what I wanted to achieve and more. I stood there trying to think of something smart to say. Finally, I simply introduced myself and asked, what's the secret? Today I know there isn't a secret and he could have said the same thing to me, but instead he had a little compassion and gave me an important lesson that serves me to this day. He said, Eric, do you see this room? It holds about 2,000 people. We have these events about three times a year. Here's the secret. At the next event, half of these people won't come back, but the other half that does will be making about twice the average of everyone else in the room. Your room is to be here, is to be in the thousand people who come back, and it doesn't stop there. At the next event, half of those thousand won't come back, 
but the 500 who will be making four times the amount of the average in the room. This continues from event to event. If you continue to come back, you'll end up being among the highest paid people in the room, and eventually you'll even find yourself presenting on stage. I said, that's it? And he replied, Eric, obviously you're going to have to continue to work on your skills in between events, but my experience has shown me that if you outlast people at our big events, you'll make it to the top. This was pretty simple for me to understand. I thanked him and made a resolution on the spot to never miss a big company event. It wasn't easy. Sometimes the event tickets alone were a problem. I made it a priority and found a way to buy them. Sometimes childcare was an issue. I relentlessly searched for babysitters until we found someone who we could trust. Sometimes I struggled with how to get to the event. Instead of taking a nice, comfortable, direct flight, sometimes I had to book one or two or three connections. Instead of flying, sometimes I had to drive, even piling into one vehicle with a group of people to get there. There were even times when I reserved a bus and recruited people in my area to share the ride. The point is, I made it a priority and I made it to the event no matter what. As for accommodations today, I stay in a suite, but it wasn't always that way. At the beginning, I often shared the room with as many people as possible. Instead of room service, we would go to the local grocery store and get food at an expensive meal. And the minibar was strictly off limits. The bottom line, the advice I received all those years ago worked because I was ambitious and hungry. I figured out a way to outlast the people who were less committed. And just like that top income earner had told me, my income continued to grow with each event. On top of that, another strange thing happened. I started to feel different than everyone else. I started to feel like Iron Man. I started to be proud of the fact that I was still committed, that I was still attending that are still standing when other people lost faith. So if you're more committed than anyone else to attending the destination events, that all-important commitment will serve you very well. Once you're fully committed, the next step is to grow the number of people on your team that attend with you. Most people announce a big event, the next big event to their group, sit back and hope people register. Professionals understand that there is a big difference between being an announcer and being a promoter. Promoters make... And event, the, the event a priority in their group. They are relentless with their message. They tell stories that inspire people to action. They take nothing for granted and don't rest until people have registered. They paint a picture in people's minds about how great the event will be and the benefits of attending. One thing I learned long, long ago was never to buy someone else's excuse, at least at the beginning. I can't tell you how many people started off by telling me the reasons they couldn't attend the next destination event, only to find out the reason was just an excuse. It wasn't really true. The problem with amateurs is they buy that first story and that's the end of it. A person says, I can't get off work or I can't afford it or I can't arrange health care. Oh, shit. Health care. Health care. I can't arrange child care. Who's going to watch my dog? There's a birthday party that weekend or the amateur says... Oh, well, it is what it is. I hope you can make it to the next one. The professional has a completely different mindset. When they hear an objection, they don't buy that story because they know it's probably not real or at least not real enough. Instead, they work with that person to help them understand the meaning and importance of attending the event. When they brainstorm with them to figure out a way to overcome their initial problem, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who had already decided they weren't going to attend the next event, and within five minutes, they changed their minds and registered. The lesson here is to tell your story. Don't buy theirs. Think of this skill as if, if you were a publicly traded company and your stock value is tied directly to how many people you have at each destination event. If that were the case, you'd make it a priority to always have a bigger number at the next event, wouldn't you? You might start with just the first event, but the goal needs to be to bring some people with you 
to the next one and to grow that number add the add the next and the next and the next there's no such thing as a silver bullet in network marketing but this skill is as close as it gets chapter 11 anything worthwhile takes time if a person starts a traditional business they expect to break even in the first few years and probably pay back their initial investment in the first five years when a person starts a network marketing business, they expect to get their money back in the first month, make a profit in the second month, and get rich by the third month. And when that doesn't happen, they blame network marketing. It's like people don't want the laws of business world to apply to network marketing. We do have a better way, but we're not selling magic beans here. Anything of value takes time to develop. I learned a great lesson why. A great lesson early in network marketing career. From time to time in your life, your income might take a lucky jump. You might be in the right place at the right time, but if you don't quickly grow as a person to the to that new higher level, your income is going to go going to go back down to the level of where you really are. In the end, you only need to make what you are. How many people do you know? You only get to make you only get to make what you are. How many people do you know that hit the big and lost it all? I learned this lesson the hard way in my first few months in MLM. Back in 1988, I joined a company that had 5,000 upfront package, which paid the sponsor between 1,200 and $2,400 depending upon their level. Although I'm glad most of those big money packages have left our profession, back then a person could make some pretty big money fast. My first month with that company, I earned approximately $7,400. If you remember, my strategy was to quickly call my dad's friends because before he could get to them. I was ecstatic. My second month, I earned about $12,200. Unbelievable. But then reality kicked in. It wasn't a $12,000 month person. I hadn't worked on my skills. I wasn't developing myself. I was just riding the wave. My third month's check was $1,000. Looking back at that check, was like looking at myself in the mirror. It showed me who I was. It was an ugly feeling. My first reaction was to quit and blame everyone and everything for my bad check. But eventually I realized that to earn more, I needed to become more. I needed to work on my skills so I didn't have to rely on luck or timing or positioning. You might have heard, you can get rich quick or there's, there's no work involved or the product sells itself or any number of trumped up statements but you must learn to give up those false unrealistic expectations and go to work on you the one three five seven formula there's a formula i've seen to work in our profession i call it the one three five seven formula as a general rule it will take you about one year to become competent and profitable in network marketing you'll know the basics you'll cover expenses and you'll be learning It'll take about three years of consistent part-time effort in order to go full-time. It will take about five years of consistent effort to become a six-figure earner or above. And it will take about seven years of consistent effort to become an expert. It doesn't mean that you can't make more than that in the short term. Many people do. But it just means that if you want to keep making that kind of money, you need to eventually become an expert. When you think about it, seven years isn't so bad, especially when a good portion of it is part-time. You're going to be seven years older anyway. You might as well be you might as well become an expert over that period of time instead of just going through the motions how to learn once you make the commitment to focus on your skills the next thing you need to do is figure out the best ways to learn one of the best things that ever happened to me was realizing that there are no bad experiences and no good experiences only learning experiences this was a major breakthrough in other words let go of the outcome and focus on what you can learn from every experience this took me so much pressure off me 
instead of always looking for great experiences, I started focusing on how many experiences I could have because the more I had, the more I could learn. Another attribute of a top earner in MLM is that they are what I like to call an active student. As a professional, they are always learning, always growing, always trying to get better. Lou Holtz said it best, in this world, you're either growing or you're dying. So get in motion and grow. I think that's true. Never stop learning. Model successful behavior. Try to avoid reinventing the wheel when you get involved in this profession. The hard work has already been done. No matter what company you're in, it's easy to find someone who's very successful. It doesn't matter if it's getting customers, finding prospects, inviting, presenting, follow-up, closing, getting people started, building for events, or any other skill. There are people in our company right now who have them mastered. And unlike other professions, the successful people in your company are eager to share their secrets. All you need to do is model their behavior and you can begin to enjoy their results. Study. Audio programs got me started. Back in 1988, someone gave me a bootleg copy of a talk Jim Rohn gave to uh, a Shackley company. It was called The Seed and the Sower, and it rocked my world. I'll bet I listened to that audio cassette in my car 500 times. From there, I did some homework on Jim Rohn and purchased his Challenge to Succeed audio program. Mr. Rohn gave me hope, but more than that, he gave me direction in my continual personal development. That audio program launched my personal development journey. Through the years, I continued with dozens of different different audio programs all incredibly helpful in keeping my mind right there's something magical about audio it whispers in your ear reminding you of your dreams of your potential and how to get there in addition it's repetitive you probably won't read a book over and over but you'll listen to an audio program over and over and over especially if it's entertaining and it seems like each time is different and it is because you are different Jim Rohn also taught me to be a reader. No matter what you're trying to learn, there's someone who has devoted their entire life to the subject and is offering it to you for pennies. Take them up on that offer. In our electronics-focused attention deficit society, fewer people seem to read books. It's not true for leaders. Ask the people, ask the top-earning distributors if they are readers. Most importantly, ask them what they are reading. It wasn't much of a reader before I became a network marketing professional, but since 1988, I've read an average of about four books a month. Those books have shaped my life and my career for the better. Commit to just 10 pages a day and you can read a 300-page book in a month. That's a great start. Video. Video is another source of great learning. Sometimes I like to watch a training program instead of just listening. A part of the reason I decided to use video as my main focus for Network Marketing Pro is I found I, I create a short video with interesting information every day. People receive tremendous value. If you'd like to check out the hundreds of videos, you can go to NetworkMarketingPro.com. It's free online. The internet has changed the way to learn and gather information. You can take advantage of online tutorials, watch online videos, attend online seminars, or even watch events live with streaming technology events. The best way I know how to really internalize life-changing information is to attend live events. As I've already told you, most of my defining moments have come from these events. On one side, there is always good information for a person who's listening. On the other side, when you eliminate all of the other distractions in life and just focus like you do at an event, you have a chance to really hear. Both sides are good. Be careful of distractions. With all, all of the choices available to you in terms of studying your craft, now more than ever, you must be careful about what you allow into your mind. People everywhere try to distract you with their latest and greatest breakthrough, and it can be very tempting to jump out at all those opportunities. You should be focused on a very narrow range of skills. Finding prospects, number one. Inviting, number two. Presenting, number three. Following up, number four. 
closing. Number five, getting people started right. Number six, and promoting events. Number seven, make sure you master those skills before you're adding anything else to your to-do list. Take action. Almost all of the learning in MLM is doing the thing. Is in the thing. If you want to learn how to talk to people on the phone, then talk to more people on the phone. If you want to learn how to how to uh, how to do a home presentation, then do more home presentations. You will certainly figure it out. That doesn't mean you shouldn't continue to seek knowledge on the skill sets for success in MLM, but it does mean you shouldn't wait for complete knowledge before taking action. Part of the reason people avoid taking action is they're afraid they'll be embarrassed. If you want to be successful in network marketing, you must learn. To set that fear aside. Here's why. It's very difficult to look good and get better at the same time. Instead of being afraid of how you look at what you're learning and growing, be afraid of not taking action and living life at a fraction of your potential. Let me give you a concept that has served me for over 20 years in the area of developing my skills. Back in the early 1990s, a friend and I were searching for a great network marketing product. We traveled the country and met with many interesting people. Our journey led us to an organization in Michigan called the High Scope Educational Research Foundation. They had a progressive and proven way to teach children how to learn more effectively. High Scope has many components, but this, the one that struck me is then is the one that I've used to this day called Plan Do Review. Here's how the company explains the process. In the Plan Do Review process, Children make plans, carry them out, and reflect on what they've done. In doing so, children learn to take initiative, solve problems, work with others, and accomplish their goals. Their play becomes more purposeful and focused. By making plan to review successful and integral part of your classroom's daily routine, you learn how you can promote learning and build on children's interest and intrinsic motivation. While I learn what they were saying and how to use it as a teaching tool for children, the only thing that was rolling around in my mind was how I could use it for myself and for the people in my organization. While things didn't work out for for turning the high scope product into a network marketing product, I'll be forever grateful to their organization for helping me and hundreds of thousands of people all over the world how to use these concepts uh, to build a better business. Here's how I use and thought the concept for over 20 years now. Choose a skill that you wanna develop Number one, make a plan. Two, do your plan. Number three, review the results and see how you can do better next time. Most people don't make a plan. They just charge out and do. Most people never review their results to see how they could improve. Do you see how this connects with no good experiences and no bad experiences, only learning experiences? One, make a plan. Two, do your plan. Three, review your results, good or bad, to see how you can do better next time. Four, Make a better plan. Six, a five, do that better plan. Six, review those results, good or bad, to see how you can do better next time. Seven, never stop applying plan, do review. You'll eventually become an expert through trial and error. This little secret to learning in MLM is one of the most powerful I've shared. It's become part of my DNA. I hope the same happens to you. Teaching. Would it surprise you to know that teaching is one of the best ways to learn? It's true. If you want to really master something, teach it to others. Teaching burns a groove in your brain like nothing else can. Who do you think gets the most benefit from the daily video shows at NetworkMarketingPro.com? I do. I have to think about it, prepare, and present the message every day. So it helps me keep sharp and on top of my game. 
the lesson for each of you should be to find someone to teach. Even if you just have one person in your group, start there. And as your group grows, look for more and more opportunities to teach. You'll get the most benefit. Your associations. This is another important lesson from Jim Rohn. He taught me the law of association that says you'll become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You'll think how they think, act how they act, talk how they talk, and learn how they earn. Let me tell you something. This is law is real. You can't fight it. I've done these things over the course of my career when it comes to association. I've done three things over the course of my career when it comes to associations. First, I've disassociated with the people who were toxic to my life. It isn't an easy decision, but it's an important one. Some people will keep you down permanently. Second, I've limited my associations with negative people or people who weren't helping me grow in the direction of my dreams. I've just learned to spend less time with those people and more time on positive influences. And third, I work to expand my associations with people who can help me become a better person and a better professional. If you're trying to learn to become an expert in network marketing profession, it doesn't make sense to find a way to spend more time with people who have the skills you're looking for. If this is a little too stressful to think about when you're looking at the five people you're spending your time with right now, here's a little tip. About every six months, one of the people in your five would change. They'll move, get a new job, start a relationship, and a relationship. Something will happen. The secret is when that happens, choose very wisely when you're thinking about who's going to take their place. Most people don't think about this at all. They just let the next person fall into that place. That's a big mistake. Find someone who will push you. Find someone who will inspire you. I hope these suggestions on the learning process of becoming a professional have been helpful to you. It's okay to dream big, but you also have to be patient. Anything of value takes time. Continue to develop your skills. Become a permanent resident. Become a permanent student. Those skills will make a place for you for the rest of your life. There's one more concept you need to understand. I've analyzed the top earners in network marketing. I've interviewed them and we've become friends. Do you think what do you do you know what they all have in common? They work hard. Don't get me wrong. They have a great lifestyle and they love what they do, but they work their butts off. If you want a big success in MLM, you're going to have to do the same. Network marketing isn't about luck, timing, positioning, or signing that magic person who will make you rich. Freedom is possible, but it isn't free. It will take hard work to stay consistent, learn the skills required for long-term success. It will take hard work to become a leader you were meant to be. Some people in network marketing become unhappy when they realize work is involved. Most of them join for some sort of free ride. When they experience growing pains, they run for the hills. Be different. It might be hard work, but it's good work and it's the best way I know for the average person to enjoy true freedom. It's all worth it. Chapter 12. Network marketing can be challenging. It is an emotional experience. The ups and downs can be dramatic, but in the end, for so many reasons, it's all worth it. The career you will create. If you decide to become a network marketing professional, you will not only create an income for yourself, you'll create a career. I think about this a lot. Consider the skills required to be a doctor, a lawyer, a big company CEO, or even a world-class musician. You're talking about high level of skill and fairly high level of income. Now consider the skills necessary to become a network marketing professional. They are tiny in comparison, and yet many network marketing professionals enjoy a higher level of income and most certainly a higher degree of freedom. If you look at any career, there is a barrier of entry, how hard it is to get in, and long-term benefit. What if you get 
or you don't you do get in for example a doctor might have 12 years of school plus an internship that takes intelligence some of us don't have some money some uh, money some of us don't have or even possibly contacts some of us don't have in the end they get to enjoy a long-term benefit although many of them would say the benefit wasn't worth the investment there's always a ratio between the barrier of entry and the long-term benefit there is no question in my mind that all of professionals in the world all of professionals in the world and the professional network marketing has the best ratio when you compare the low barrier of entry with the high long-term return one of the best decisions one of the best decisions in my life was making a career out of network marketing. Let's see. Yeah, out of network marketing. Instead of just messing around. Becoming a professional made all the difference. And now it's great fun to spend a good portion of my time helping other people do the same thing. The freedom you will enjoy. Freedom is an interesting word. When it comes to work, I think we understand the concept but not the entire meaning. For me, freedom means having choices. It means living the life I want to live instead of the life other people want me to live. Do you remember the imagination you had as a child? Imagine your life without limits. You wake up when you're done sleeping. You're doing work that is fulfilling and makes you happy. You get to work with people you enjoy. You don't have to compromise all the time. You work when you feel like working, but you also play when you feel like playing. You get to spend tons of time with the people you, who are important to you. You are living a big life and not wasting away in a box. When you get a clear picture of what freedom is all about, you'll find the price you'll need to pay to achieve it in network marketing is very low. Facing your fears and living a life that is free and easy, spending the rest of your days living half a life is hard. The lives you will touch. There's one thing to create freedom for yourself and your family. It's another thing altogether to help someone else do the same. There's so many people struggling in this world. You have the ability to help people see a bigger picture for themselves. You can give hope to the hopeless. You can encourage their dreams. You can provide them with the inspiration necessary to face and overcome their fears. One of my greatest joys is to appear in someone else's testimonial. It's a great to hear that someone was lost and in some small way I was able to help them find their way. Network marketing allows you to do this on a very big scale. Not only can you help one person, but you can help hundreds or even thousands to live a better life. And then the exciting thing is that it's just the beginning. It's just like throwing a rock into the pond. When it hits the water, you see the ripples growing larger and larger until they hit every edge of the pond. In network marketing, sometimes you don't see all the ripples. You might be aware of the impact you've had on one person's life and maybe one or two or more ripples, but they keep growing whether you see them or not. This is why I do what I do, why I wrote this book. I know people will be positively impacted, and that's a stone thrown in the water. But when they'll make a positive impact on others, and the ripples begin, and those, rip those people will do the same, and over again and over again. With network marketing, you really can make a difference. The people you will meet. Network marketing has introduced me to the most amazing people. And this profession gives you the chance to not only expand your group of friends, but also be able to spend more time with them. You'll never find a more passionate group of entrepreneurs in any other profession. These people li love life and spend their time lifting each other up. Here's an example of what that means to me and what it would mean to you. You can name virtually any state in the United States or any other country in the world and a friend instantly pops into my mind. Network marketing has always introduced me to many of my heroes. I've been lucky enough to share the stage and become friends with great people including Anthony Robbins, Brian Tracy, Dennis Waitley, and the Steve late Stephen Covey, Tom Peters, Les Brown and the J. O.G. OG Ogmandino, David Bach, Robert Kiyosaki, Harvey McKay, Art Williams, Ken Blanchard, Tom Rath, 
Daniel Pink, Mark Victor Hansen, Jack Canfield, Jeffrey Gittimer, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tom Hopkins, and many, many, many others. On top of that, I've been able to learn from more million-dollar MLM earners than I could count. All of them have had a positive impact on my life and my career. The, this profession also helped me introduce me to my amazing wife, Marina. I was in Moscow for a big MLM training event, and she was attending that event with her family. Because she could speak multiple languages, she was helping to translate backstage. I was smitten. Our first date was it was in Red Square at midnight after the event. With the snow softly falling around us, I'll never forget it. We've been together ever, ever since. I'm not saying you'll find the love of your life in MLM. What I am saying is that you'll find friendships that will last a lifetime. The places you will see. If you build a large and successful network marketing business, a few things will happen. First, you will win some trips and will be trips of a lifetime. Second, you're going to need the support of your organization as they expand into every territory or country where your company does business. And third, you're going to have enough money and time to go wherever you'd like. It's been said that your life can be measured by the number and intensity of your experiences. If that's true, I've already lived a very long life. I've been to every state in the United States with the exception of Alaska, and I'll remedy that soon. I've also been to about 40 countries around the world. I've gone diving out the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, toured the Hagia Sophia in Istanbul, visited the Twin Towers in Malaysia, boated around James Bond Island off the coast of Thailand, visited the 10 cities in Nigeria, ridden the huge Ferris wheel in the port of Singapore, and had a private tour of the White House, watched the sun rise on a New Year's Day at the Grand Canyon, enjoyed a 30-day cruise meal, course meal at the world-famous El Bulli in Spain, cruised through the canals of Amsterdam, ridden a hot air balloon over the Rocky Mountains, rented an entire cruise ship for 2,000 of my friends to sail in the Bahamas, had dinner under the stars on top of the Hotel de Paris in Monaco, visited my heritage in Norway, sailed the Black Sea off the coast of the Ukraine, witnessed the amazing Sistine Chapel in Rome, golfed at St. Andrews in Scotland, watched a World Cup match in Ireland, and prayed at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. All of this and so much more was made possible because I embraced the great profession of network marketing. The same can happen for you. The causes you can contribute to. There are lots of worthy, worthy causes. You might want to give your parents or someone else in your family or an organization that means something to you. In 2011, I asked Harvey McKay, a best-selling author as well, as a wildly successful businessman and community activist, for his secret to success, and he told me this story. Eric, my father sat me down after I graduated from University of Minnesota at age 21. I was a little bit cocky, going to take on the world, going to start at the top and work my way up. And he said, Harvey, 25%, one-fourth of your life starting now is going to be devoted to volunteerism. Now, I didn't know what that meant other than I started volunteering for everything. Heart, Cancer, United Way, Boy Scouts, March of Dying, Salvation Army, everything. Let me tell you that experience has done for me my entire life. By being on all those boards and being involved in all those charities, I became a better communicator. I became a better leader. I became a better salesperson because all I was doing was raising money for the more than 20 boards that I've been on. I became better sales manager. And can you imagine how many new people I met by just being a volunteer? My network grew tremendously. But the biggest thing that happened was my sense of being a citizen of the world. To know that you've helped another human being and to be able to see the results. It's an unbelievable feeling. I'm so thankful to my father because his advice changed my life. This interview changed my life because it impacted my thinking on contribution. I had always thought 
there were really only one way to help a worthy cause, and that was with your money. But after my conversation with Harvey, I realized there were three ways to help. The first one was with your. The first is with your money. Of course, you can write a check, and that's wonderful. Network marketing can allow you to write bigger checks than you could ever imagine before. The second is with your time. Harvey, like Harvey said, you can dedicate a portion of your life to causes that are important to you. He chose 25%. You can choose whatever you like, but I encourage you to choose. And by time, I don't mean just volunteering a few hours here and there at the shelter or something. I mean, give your time to creative thinking, raising awareness and raising money. And the third is probably most important, and that is with your influence. Take time you're going to spend on your cause and put it all, put all of your influence behind it. Inspire your organization and... And do something great with to do something great with you. Encourage your company to get involved. Leverage your network to do great things. You are powerful and more so because of your involvement in network marketing. Use that influence for good. It will change your life for the better. The person you will become in the process. Network marketing changed my life for the better because it forced me to become a better person. As a profession, we move products and services to the customers who want them. But our real purpose is much deeper. At its core, this profession is an incubator for personal growth. You'll learn how to face your fears. You'll learn how to solve problems. You'll learn how to feed your mind with positive and protect your mind from negatives. You'll learn how to grow stronger. You'll learn how to lead. When I first started out in this profession, I did almost everything out of fear. I was afraid I wouldn't succeed. I was afraid I was going to run out of prospects. I was afraid I was going to miss out on the opportunity. But over time, that fear went away. I decided to focus on myself and my skills instead of all the things I couldn't control. And then everything became clear. I learned a true secret in network marketing. The greatest benefit isn't getting what you want. The greatest benefit is what you'll need to become in order to get what you want. I learned what was always there and what has been passed down for ages the journey is everything thank you for taking this journey with me let me conclude by sharing what i say at the end of every network marketing pro video ladies and gentlemen my wish for you is that you decide to become a network marketing professional you decide to go pro because it is a stone cold fact that we have a better way now let's go tell the world Eric Worre has been a leader in network marketing professional for over 25 years. In the course of his esteemed career as a top producing network marketing professional, he has earned $15 million, built sales organizations totaling over 500,000 distributors in over 60 countries, worked as the president of a $200 million direct selling company, co-founded and, and worked as president of his own company, TPN, The People's Network, Worked as a seven-figure-a-year marketing consultant to the direct selling industry. Along the way, Eric has purposefully become an accomplished trainer and has conducted live events with more than 250,000 people around the world, teaching them how to also become the network marketing professionals. He has shared the stage with Anthony Robbins, the late Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy, Dennis Whaley, the late Stephen Covey, Tom Peters, Les Brown, the late Og Mandino, David Bach, Robert Kiyosaki, Harvey McKay, Art Williams, Ken Blanchard, Tom Brath, Daniel Pink, Mark Victor Hansen, Jack Canfield, Jeffrey Gittimer, Tom Hopkins, and many others. In 2009, Jeffrey uh, Eric founded NetworkMarketingPro.com, the most watched training site in the network marketing profession with an audience in 137 countries around the world. Since its inception, Network Marketing Pro has provided hundreds of free training videos encompassing dozens of interviews with the most iconic and successful distributors in the world and the most powerful training events in network marketing profession. He ends each of these videos with a trademark statement.
Ladies and gentlemen, my wish for you is that you decide to become a network marketing pro professional. You decide to go pro because it is a stone cold fact that we have a better way. Now let's go tell the world.